So, what are your concerns about Alma right now? Um, I don't have a concern about her. I just, and I don't really have a concern. I'm just, um, I have an interest in getting a hug from her. Come here and hug me. My name is Nancy Hauer, and this is my number one. A show where I normally ask my friends what their number one healer is, and then I go try it. Is there a wrong way to dress when you go to meet a hugging guru? I'm wearing a cat t-shirt with a, a cat riding taco. <laughs> Alma's mission is to transform humanity through the power of a hug. And dolphin shorts from like 1975. I'm wearing sweats, but I'm wearing black sweats so they look like dressing sweats. I was on the other side of town when I heard this magical, hugging mystic named Ama was in town. She's like one of those, you know, sometimes you go to these places and they're like, oh, you could become fully realized just being in her presence. It was Sunday, the weather was crap, so I called my friend Dina and asked her if she wanted to meet me at the Marriott Hilton to get hugged. Yeah, I was reading about her. I think I did a Wikipedia on her. And other than the fact that they said that she's going to do a meditation at the beginning of this thing at 11, yeah, um, it just seems like she hugged. I also heard that thousands of people would show up and you had to get a token and then you wait in line for a long, long time to get hugged. What if, it's, what if our token says like 2 a.m., which it probably will? Dina and I were meeting there, and we'd gotten a late start on the day, so we didn't know how late it was going to go. So my plan was, I'll go there, I'll get the token, and then I'll leave, and I'll go shopping for some normal clothes. The Wikipedia thing said that I'm connected to a, an eternal force, and it's not that I can only go on a a certain battery of energy that wears out. I, it's, it's eternal and it's um, everlasting. There was a service from 10 to 11, and then she was going to hug people all day and night without a break. No eating, no peeing, nothing. She was like the David Blaine of healers. You need tokens? Yes. Have you seen Emma this summer? No. Have you met Emma before? Uh, no. Welcome. That's oh, your token. Thank you. You can have a seat here. Can I get um, one for my friend who's meeting me? So they got to be here to get their token. Uh, as soon as they get here, okay. they can get their Great. And what do I do with this? So that's your token to get a hug. So right now you can, you're free to take a seat over here, right? This is kind of an overflow room because the hall is completely packed. So I was stuck in the overflow section, which was outside, and it was starting to lightly drizzle, but I had heard that Ama could control the weather, so I wasn't too worried. No one is overdressed. Okay. At all. Hang on. Are they wearing dressy sweats? And as I waited for Dina to arrive, I struck up a conversation with one of the ushers. No, I've never, I've never heard anyone, you know, say anything about Clothing. what someone's wearing. Yeah, okay. and I've seen some very short skirts <laughs> and things like that. Yeah, I was still a little concerned about my dolphin shorts and my cat riding a taco t-shirt. So she's going to do a prayer here? Yeah, so in the, in the bottom um, 
floor uh, is where today's program is going to occur, but they're going to broadcast it on this TV. Okay. And there's going to be a meditation and a talk um, and maybe a little bit of music. Dina finally arrived and we sat down with a couple hundred other people outside to watch the television before the hugging would begin. So it's 11.02, it hasn't started yet. They're late, it's all right. I think they're still trying to figure out how to plug it in. Did you feel it sprinkle a little bit earlier? Yeah. However, as we sat and waited for a television set to come on for the better part of an hour, so cold right now. Are you? I want something for my legs. I may end up buying something. My dolphin shorts held no protection against the weather. And it was very clear that something was wrong. Maybe that's why they said it'll go till 11.45 because it won't start till 11.40. I'm hungry. It seemed like people were leaving the crowd, but nobody was saying anything. So we followed them out and suddenly realized the service had already happened and the TV set was broken. So we passed by the group of people who were complaining and went to go grab a coffee and warm up. Dina just thought she saw uh, Ama working the register in the, co in the coffee area. She was not, in fact, working the register, but it was a woman who looked a lot like her. We're going down to see Ama now. To, this is the hall area. Yeah. And then we went downstairs into a large auditorium filled with people. And I didn't realize it at the time, but Ama was actually in that room and she had already started hugging. The walls of the auditorium had all kinds of different shops, and one of them had clothing. I bought a full white outfit. It's gorgeous. What? It's gorgeous. You picked it out, so you <laughs> should know. I completely, in one instant, looked like an Ama devotee. Other people are looking at me as if I work here. Well, you do look like you work, <laughs> you do look like you work here. You do, I mean, in a good, in a good way. Or as my friend Angela puts it. I just, just try and understand, because it's also like the leftovers that was a thing, but anyway. I look like a cast member from the leftovers. It has a sparkly element and it's definitely Indian, but it looks like you're wearing diamonds all over your neck. Like it yeah, looks glittering. It's so pretty. And of course, within minutes, I ran into somebody I knew. I'm feeling a little bit. Oh my God! <laughs> it was a little like getting caught at a BDSM shop dressed in full leather. So I bought this. Yeah, you did. And I was like, I'll never wear yeah. this again, but no, it's all right. Because you know what, you're going to come back next year and you'll wear it next year. But Gabrielle was a devotee of Ama for many years, so she was pretty unfazed by it. It used yes. to be everybody was like in all white. Yeah. And then I think what happened was normal people started to get freaked out. They thought it was like kind of like a Manson act. Uh huh. And so then, although I don't remember that the Mansons had a dress code. Somewhere on the other side of the hall, Ama was hugging people. But all we were obsessed with was the white outfit I was wearing. <laughs> no, yeah. I feel like they could do whatever they wanted. Yeah. yeah. 
I usually hate really large crowds, but in this case, I felt kind of a weird sense of calm. I will say I feel very like sedate. Yes. We were just saying that. I would not have been shocked to learn that the whole room was filled with kind of a low dose of chloroform gas. And as we were talking about the strange sense of calm we all felt, people kept coming up and asking me for directions to things. And then a woman named Jane approached me, said hi, and asked me if I was ready to do some seva. I asked her what that was. And she seemed kind of shocked that I wouldn't know because I look like an ama devotee. And uh, Seva basically is, work, is working for, for free. It's charitable okay. to help humanity. Apparently, all the workers there were volunteers. All right. So what we're doing right now is training Nancy to... This is a little hard to hear, but basically, Jane asked me if I would be their security guard and walk around and look and see if anyone was stealing the merchandise. As I squeeze you nice and tight, then hug a little harder, and love you like koalas do. I want to snooze in the sunlight, then And before I could say no, she whipped out a yellow vest and started to put it on me. Amashop security, which was developed because a long time ago, Ama was, when she first came, she just got bookstore. Yeah. And she was hugging people and she looked up and she went, somebody just stole a book. Ama was hugging people and she suddenly stopped and said, somebody is stealing a book. And that is the origin story of why they now have security guards at Ama. I've done this for nine years and two things have been stolen on my ship. Um, maybe others I don't know about. But. And here's the thing about going to Ama. She's completely free. All the items in the room are for sale and all that money goes to a global charity that she runs. It's got everything from education to disaster relief to building homes. She's built over 45,000 homes. She cares for children in orphanages. She fights hunger. She does healthcare and nutrition. It is a global network of local and regional charitable organizations. She's kind of a powerhouse. So I figured, would I turn down Mother Teresa if she asked me to guard her stuff? No, I wouldn't. Big beds on the ground is one way they take something and drop it in. Okay. The other thing is, um, sometimes people work in twos. Like one person and the other person's going this way and they're taking something to talk to somebody. Okay. Um, also, a almost shop person can turn around, they can take it like that. I've never trained to be in the security field before, so this was not something that came easy to me. And Jane was very clearly going to take a break, perhaps a long one. And then I said, okay, but what do I do if I actually find somebody stealing? Somebody does take something, you can go to them. Alma doesn't want to hurt, I mean, her teaching is that nobody gets hurt ever. I didn't get any real training on the capture of our assailants, but here I was, less than an hour into the Alma experience, and I was basically running the place. It felt pretty good. 
but do you think it's at all possible that that aura or that strong feeling you had came from the immense rush of totalitarian power that you quite clearly were feeling as the ersatz guard of this event? And while I eyed the customers, Gabrielle and Dina were stuck standing around talking to me. What she's announcing now is that they will do a puja. And what a puja is, is it's like kind of an offering of some type. Gabrielle filled me in on what the three days entailed. Pujas provide positive vibrations, material abundance. But then I spotted a woman who was very casually taking a bunch of things off the table and putting it in her bag. Exactly what Jane had told me to watch for. Okay, so there's currently a woman putting a bunch of things in a bag, which I've been told not, not to let anyone do. But I think she works here. She could very well work here. I got Gabrielle and Dina to take a look, and we just couldn't decide. This would be such a grand heist, it wouldn't even yeah. be funny. And now she's actually covering up what she's stealing by putting other items out for sale. So if she is a thief, well, at least she's got a conscience. And because I'm super non-confrontational, we decided she probably works here. At least that's what I keep telling myself now. Become a devotee, but you're actually a member of the security team. Oh, totally. I feel like once I go up there, she's going to be like, Nancy, where have you been? Yeah. And then I started fantasizing about meeting Ama, and maybe she would see my service as something extra special, or maybe she would say, yes, I knew you were coming. Either way, I just wanted it to be special. She'll probably be on the next tour, and the next time I see you, not only will you have a mantra, but you can also get a name. You can get a spiritual name. I wonder what my spiritual name might be. Serpico, perhaps? She might, but she'll say, you get a dot, then like I'm if in. she puts a dot on your head, that's, that's where... Has she ever done that? Yeah. Has she put a dot on your head? Yeah, the first time I came. Okay, this is the part where you realize I'm just a little bit competitive. And now, I want a dot. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's nice. And <laughs> Did you tell them that this is the first time I'm, I'm here? Because maybe she puts dots on the first time you're here. No. There's no rhyme or reason who she puts a dot on. And my friend, the master composter, was like, that's very, that's very auspicious. Quick aside, there's a little story about a master composter, which you would only hear in Los Angeles. But that's how Gabrielle found Ama in a roundabout way, which takes too long to tell right now. There's not you're even special. more special than me. That's not enough. Yeah. There's not enough special to go around. Which brings me to my whole love-hate with the whole guru situation. We all want to feel special. Now I want the dot. If I don't get the dot... Don't, you can't go there. Okay, that's ego. It's easy for Gabrielle to say not to go for the dot when she got the dot on her first hug. We all have egos. Right. We want to be... The special one. We want mommy to love us best. And I have to wonder if she is not a devotee because she got the dot. But I didn't dwell on it too long because I saw another woman walk up, seemingly take something off the table and put it in her pocket. Then she casually walked up to a man, might have been her husband, might have been her co-conspirator, 
and they walked over to another table and I wondered if they were stealing from that table. So I followed them over and didn't see much of anything. In any case, I walked around behind her for a while and then realized I was too chicken shit to talk to her and finally handed in my guard outfit. And I finally realized, as much as I like a good detective novel, I really was not cut out to be one. But my number was up and I was now ready to go meet the guru. My token was W2. It had taken around four hours to get here. And I sat there alone because Dina did not get the token next to mine. And it was a little like musical chairs where you would sit and someone would move up and then you would move up. And I moved up and up and up closer to the stage. And I still couldn't really see her. But then I noticed there were television sets all around me that were projecting images of her hugging people over and over again. She comes across as a very motherly figure and she seems just full of love. And as we got closer, I finally got to get on the same stage with Alma. And as I was waiting on the stage, I suddenly felt really emotional. It was undeniable. You could feel it. It was like electricity was running through my body. And as that was happening, I started to think about the fact that thousands and thousands of people had put their head on Alma's breast exactly where I was going to put my head. And then I started to wonder if any of them were sick. If anyone ever says that they're feeling sick or they have a cold, you're just so repulsed by the idea of being near someone who's sick. My old friend Evie is well aware of my hypochondria. We all go over to, uh, was it your sister's house or your yeah. mom's? Yeah. And, uh, and every member of your family was wearing a sterile face mask. I think Clark had the cold or something and rather than yeah. make Clark just him, sick. Yeah, just, just make him wear it, we all yeah. have to wear it. And then I started to think about the measles outbreak that was mainly happening amongst people just like this. The Amma is estimated to have hugged a staggering 31 million people over her lifetime. I never got the measles, and who knows if my vaccine even works anymore. Amma's been known to embrace 40,000 people in a single day. But then I thought to myself, no, it's okay, because she's Amma. She probably has some magical power that protects her and everyone else from getting sick. Her charity work is recognized by the United Nations and she's established hospitals, schools and housing programs for the poor. I mean, I could feel a kind of electricity in the air. And as I got closer, I started to feel emotional. It's a long time to wait for a hug, but this is no ordinary hug. It's a spiritual experience. And like I might be having a little bit of a panic attack. It feels like your mom's hug when you fall down and scrape your knee and she's there to come kiss it and make it better. And then I started to become concerned about her well-being. I mean, after all, she's probably in her late 60s or 70s and people are hugging her all day long. 
I mean, she is human, right? The hugs themselves can last for several minutes and are often accompanied by tears. Emma doesn't speak English, but through her interpreter said her hugs are about showing compassion and acceptance. I needed to put my left hand on the chair, make sure that I don't lean on her when I'm hugging, and make sure I don't step on her. The hug, it, it, was, it was warmth, it was heat, and there was peace. I felt very peaceful. And suddenly, it was my turn. Do you think people went to go see Jesus and they were like, would you feel? Yes. Like after. No, I swear to God, I totally was thinking about I literally thought this is like a you could we could be in front of Jesus. And it's like, would you feel? So the big question, did I get a dot on my head? No, there was no dot. Did Dina get a dot? No. Just before I sat down, one of the handlers asked me what language I speak. And for a second, I actually could not think of what it was. And then I said, English, which made no difference at all because they put me on the floor. One of them grabbed my arm and put it on the side of her chair. A guy leaned over and whispered something into her ear. It seemed unrelated to me, but who knows? And then she whispered something in my ear. I couldn't quite make it out. So, all right, what did you hear? Well, when she pulled me in for the hug, uh, this is what I, I, I really did not expect to hear what I heard. And it was a little bit like, <laughs> kind of like that. Okay. And mine was a little like, yeah, you got round sounds, and I got like machine machine gun sounds. Yeah. Do you think yeah. they were words or just uh, uh, vowels, like vowels or something? Or I hooked up with Gabrielle later, and she said she thought it sounded like Alma was saying, "My darling, my darling, my darling, my darling." Who knows? She doesn't know English, and she could be saying just about anything to anyone. In the end, I didn't get so much of a hug as a kind of lean and snuggle, and it was okay, but the whole experience was fantastic. And what she's doing and what she stands for is really amazing. In the world now, it's nice to have a, uh, somebody to support who's uh, a tradition of Gandhi and people like that who are uh, a non-violent way of bringing change to the world. As I was waiting for Dina, I went up to grab a cup of coffee and a guy ran out of the kitchen and looked at me and said, oh great, you're here. We could really use some help in the kitchen. And I looked at him and said, oh wow, um, I just got off a shift. I gotta say, that might have been the best part of the whole trip because you know what they say, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Mahatma Gandhi. I'd like to thank my partner in crime, Dina Platias. Did you even look into her eyes at the end? Okay, so I went through a phase of like in, smashed, mm -hmm. okay, Out, my nose, and then, my in, nose, yeah. and then I was yeah. like this. Okay, I 
I need to relax into it. I need to relax yeah. into it. I relaxed a little bit into it, went in, pulled out, and then went like Gabrielle Samuels. When I was little, I used to ask my parents, like, what are hippies? Like, who are hippies? And um, my father used to say, they're ungrateful teenagers who don't <laughs> bathe and they have greasy hair. <laughs> Evie Peck. Clark was sick. Well, your family wanted to wear it. No one had to. Angela V. Shelton. But it sounds like she's a nice lady. Like, she just hugs people. That's just nice. My name is Nancy Hauer, and this is my number one. For more information, go to Instagram at my number one podcast. And until next time. As I squeeze you nice and tight, then hug a little harder, and laugh you like koalas do. I want to snooze in the sunlight, then nap a little harder. want to hug you like koalas do. Let's get some shut-eye.